Hi, everybody. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And this is Coffee and Capes, our podcast about two of our favorite things, drinking coffee and talking about geek culture. It's true. It is. We've done that now. This is episode 30. Is this episode 30? I'm pretty sure this is episode 30. I'll have to check when I go in and put all put all the stuff in. Uh, but I think you might you might be right. Episode 30. Wow. We've yay us. Yeah, way to go. And, like, and yay, you guys, if you're still with us. We appreciate it <laughs> very much. <laughs> I don't know why you are, but for the 10 of you that religiously <laughs> listen to our podcast, including my mom, my dad. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. That's, that's impressive. I'm not sure my mom knows what a podcast is, though. I, I'm, I'm, I don't think my mom listens to us. <laughs> I don't. Your mom so. should. Somebody's mom should. Somebody's mom should listen to us. Well, I'm sure somebody's mom does. Just yeah, not like my mom. I don't. I don't know. To your point, I don't know that my mom knows what a podcast is. If she does, and she's hearing this right now, good for you, mom. Yeah. Where'd go? Well, my mom probably knows what a podcast is. I, I'm certain she doesn't know how to access one. No, oh, yeah, guaranteed. Guaranteed. But my mom can find WebMD like a champ. <laughs> well, WebMD, that's a that's a lot better than some things she could find. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Type in the wrong search word into the Google and all kinds of things. What is that? <laughs> well, friends, as you can tell, we we are unscripted here and we just have a good time because we think geek culture should be fun and uh, and we like it. Yeah. And, uh, and we think it's for everybody. So we're glad you have found us in whatever manner you are consuming us at the moment. Uh, but we like to let you know about all the ways that you can connect with us. True, we do. Uh, so if you're watching us, you actually found us now one of two ways. You either found us on YouTube. Hi. Or you found us on our website at coffee, the letter N, the word capes.com. So C-O-F-F-E-E-N c-a-p-e-s dot com um, because we are putting our video podcasts up on there so you can now go there and, and see them that's we awesome don't have them. Yay, yeah hi hello coffee and capes website watchers hey everybody um or if you're listening to us without staring at our faces which is actually at least my recommendation for sure. um you found us on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, what are all the different ways that you can listen? Google Podcasts. Does anybody listen to Google Podcasts? I don't know. Um, so you found us in some of those ways. You can also find us on the socials. So we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We are on Twitter. All those different things. So thanks for following us. And if you ever want to drop us a line, you can shoot us an email at supers at coffeeandcapes.com. And we actually will respond. Uh, because we're lonely. Oh, so lonely. <laughs> we will respond. We'll just get that, uh, we get our, our, our dial-up modem hooked up and, uh, and we'll respond to an email. <laughs> that was like the worst noise. But it was also the most satisfying when it first started to happen because you're like, it's happening. I'm getting connected. And now I can play uh, Dungeons & Dragons with other people online. <laughs> Everybody's going to cheat. <laughs> can't see anybody roll the dice yet true 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 those were the days yeah those were the days commodore 64 nice who remembers those i remember that they were a thing we were we were in apple 2e oh wow the like all white one with the 
green little. I I think that was the Apple II C, maybe the white was one. It? I don't know, man. That was a I don't long know. time this, ago. This is really dating how old we are, by the way. I just want to <laughs> We are old out. folks. Yeah. Like if you want to get really old, like our my elementary school had pet computers. If you know what those are, it's like a single unit, like look it up sometime pet and they were like the one of the first computers that they started putting in schools i do not but, remember those yeah it was i thing. had the mr professor little like handheld like game thing the football one the well football no one. yeah that too but i liked the football one no there was like a like a learning game one that was shaped like an owl or something oh i remember that one yeah yeah i didn't have that one but the football one was cool for sure that, that was yeah. the best Anyway, we have now wow, first, that's, first tangents that was, out of the way. Hi, Kevin Costner. Um, <laughs> hey, let's go to fan fiction. Fan fiction is a little different today. We actually, um, we want to give a shout out to our friends, Scott and Courtney. Uh, Scott owns, is a co-owner of uh, CrossFit Thunderbolt, the gym that uh, Dave and I both go to and that uh, my wife, Rachel, and I are going to start coaching Olympic lifting at. And anyway, uh, Scott and his uh, amazing wife, Courtney, uh, picked up some coffee in Capes Coffee. Courtney is a, like myself, a put some sweet little creamer inside your coffee to really enjoy it. And they got the Harleen's Roast, which, <clears throat> excuse me, Harleen's Roast is a flavored coffee. It's the only flavored coffee that we have. But uh, she tried it and she said it's the only coffee she's ever had that she likes so much that she drinks it black without any creamer because it tastes so good. It's um, amazing. That is pretty amazing. Like coming from a guy, we were talking about this two days ago, yeah. yesterday, two days ago, yesterday, something like that. And um, yeah. And I was like, I don't, I, I you know, I'm afraid to try it. Um, Cause I haven't tried the, the Harleen's roast yet. Cause I'm not usually a, a big, like other people tried it and said it was great. And that's why, that's why we went with it um but what if it what if it really is that good that uh i don't have to put creamer in my coffee it's weird i don't, I don't know it's weird I, I don't understand why that would be bad but you know you do you my friend I will. um i'm not here to yuck i'm not here to yuck your yum thanks buddy yeah. um speaking of dave what are you drinking today i am enjoying some uh the uh, some of the empire's roast mm. yes it's a great dark uh dark dark roast that's making me want to take over the galaxy it's true and it's super smooth um it is it really my is. dad and i were talking about it because my dad orders that's his favorite that um we have thanks dad for supporting and um yeah being thanks, a coffee Don. addict um <laughs> but he was saying he and my stepmom both were were talking about how it's super smooth and unlike a lot of other dark roasts, it doesn't have that um, like acidic bitter bite right. at the end. Right. And he's and he's not wrong. Like I've I've had it. It's delicious. It it doesn't have that little kind of kick at the end. It's probably the smoothest dark roast I think I've ever had. It's fantastic. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Really how about good. you, John? What are you drinking this morning? Uh, I'm still making my way through uh, some dynamic duo. Mm love the dynamic duo i, I mean i really do it, it's you know it has a really nice like smooth finish to it um it's super tasty it's got a little bit of chocolate it's definitely got a little uh little bit of sweetness to it 
not overpowering like it's not right not flavored it's not a flavor right it's not flavored it just has that like notes of yeah it's got the little bit of notes of it and so i i really like the dynamic duo it's probably you know one of my top favorite coffee i know it's hard to say right like you they're like they're our children like now. Children. We don't want to, yeah, exactly. We don't want to, we don't want to name a favorite, but right. Because they're all like children. Like you, you yeah. secretly have like the one kid you're like, I love you the most. Don't tell your sister. <laughs> right. um, that's not a thing. That's not really happened. But with coffee, right. There's, it's like, they're all so good. I'm still surprised how good, um, how much I like the light roast that we have considering yeah. I'm not a light roast guy. Right. Usually light roast falls super flat flavor wise for me. Um, and those do not, I was, I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised when we were doing our coffee tastings um, and came through to those light roasts that they were as flavorful as they were. So, so, you know, we got a little something for everything, everybody, I think um, mm-hmm. even, even decaf. I don't understand you people that drink decaf, but I know that you exist and good on you. You know what though? I found is like, sometimes I want that coffee flavor, um, but I don't want the caffeine late in the day. Power dampener is fantastic for that it's such a good dark roast and it and it because it's swiss water process so i don't know about you but now we're we're really diving into like the coffee thing for a second but it's okay we say in the name coffee and capes we do um but so we learned something going through the process of of uh working with our roaster and and finding the right coffees and the right beans and and everything else the reason decaf has a weird taste to it is because it's chemically washed and processed to get rid of the caffeine. But there's a process called Swiss water processing, which doesn't use a chemical and uh, manages to get rid of the caffeine without adding that weird like aftertaste. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's the decaf that we have, which is, uh, really nice for in the afternoon if you don't want the caffeine but you do love the coffee flavor it's really good yeah yay um enough on the so coffee. yeah you can uh, and check out more at as we said at our website coffeeandcapes.com yes although a warning we don't as yet sell capes no but you know what uh i want to give a shout out to the genre geeks guys Head on over to their uh, their podcast as well. Give them a listen. They're hilarious. Uh, and we did, however, send Darren uh, a cape. <laughs> we sent them some coffee to try. Darren uh, wanted Nesquik. We sent Darren Nesquik. He stated something about us being his heroes. Um, and then he made a comment about, I want a cape. So we sent him a cape. And on the back of the cape, it says Darren is our hero. <laughs> nice. You're welcome, Darren. Uh, and all the other guys at, at, yeah. at Genre Geeks, they're awesome. Thanks, Genre Geeks. We like you. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for being good friends. Yep. Um, all right. So, John, what are we talking about today? Dave, today we are talking about movies. That's We're a shocker. About- movies? Know, right? When do we talk about movies? right we're going to talk about morbius again no we're not no, just we're not, not. going to talk about morbius again um we are going to talk about the movies that have stood up over time or gotten better as we've watched them um and then movies that maybe not so much 
right? Uh, that were a, a bit of a disappointment. So maybe something that was better than what we anticipated it being, things that were not as good as we anticipated them being. Morbius fell right where we expected it to. Yeah. <clears throat> Can I just, let me say, I, there's a, a movie review podcast that I like. And one of the guys gave Morbius a, a B minus. Like he liked it. I was like, I was, I, so I'm I was shocked, sure. but I'm glad that there are people exist, that people exist that, uh, that like that movie and found it entertaining. He might okay. be dyslexic though. And was trying to go with B minus <laughs> and just went the wrong way on the scale. <laughs> no, his partner gave it a D plus. So <laughs> Well, that was nice. So yeah. it's a solid C in their book. Like right, if you go yeah. between the two of them. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. C's get degrees, kids. Um, all right. <laughs> Dave, do you want to kick us off? No, I think you should today. I want you to kick us off today. All right. I'm mixing it up, man. Oh, let's get going crazy. Um, so let's start with it. If you know what you see behind me. If you're listening, behind me is, uh, uh, we always do wallpapers behind ourselves to kind of give people an idea of what we might be talking about. Mine is from the movie Serenity. And man, uh, I was actually told to watch this. And at the time that I, I saw this, I'm going to be totally honest, like I had never seen Firefly. So I didn't know what I was getting into. My roommate at the time uh, was super excited. He's like, dude, you got to see this movie. I was like, he's like, it's based on the show Firefly. It's, it's a continuation of that. And I said, I've never watched Firefly. He goes, doesn't matter. You can still watch the movie. The movie's fantastic. I had zero expectations. I remember seeing like the preview for it and just being like, I mean, it looks cool, but I don't understand it. And, sure. You know, yeah. there was definitely a cult following for it because of Firefly. So I didn't really anticipate much. And man, I will tell you, it was so good. And I have gone back to this well over and over and over and over again. Uh, I went back and watched Firefly like right after it, like yeah. the entire run and the storyline everything about it just so creative um man nathan fillion everybody within the show uh it has some amazing moments in it it has the single most heartbreaking moment in cinematic history well that's a bold claim tell me i'm wrong when you get to the point where he says I'm a leaf on the wind. Mm. Oh, mm. like the hair on my neck yeah. is standing up, like the yeah. hair on my arms, like you don't expect wash. You don't expect it. Let's do the spoiler. Uh, oh, thing. yes. Right. Yeah. Now, none of the, yeah, we, we have a tradition of being very spoilery here. Like if, if you don't like hearing spoilers, then you're going to not like us. So, you know, we want you to like us so get over the idea that we're gonna have spoilers i guess so yeah spoilers spoilers galore yeah um so when wash dies like that moment that he yeah. dies it's just like oh every now and then i like to post on like social media i'll post there's a little meme that shows wash and it just says i'm a leaf on the wind uh -huh. and when i post it 
I get messages from people who who have seen the movie and are just like they have that and they're like damn you <laughs> just <laughs> damn you yeah. um and it's held up like you would think like this the thing is with like sci-fi movies over the years sometimes they don't hold up because the special effects just start to weather badly yeah um but they did a really great job probably because of budget right you, you um but from a stylistic standpoint they nailed it man it was so good it was tense it was emotional it was funny there was levity like i wanted a second one so bad um, right you know they weren't afraid to to have those heartbreaking moments like when they killed preacher and when they killed wash and they you know so many people died um oh man such a good movie yeah gina so, torres is terrific yeah yeah oh she's so good so yeah. good. it's got a baldwin brother in it and he is yeah. hilarious yeah he is yeah adam hilarious. baldwin yeah as jane yep um oh i can't remember man uh anyway everybody is just absolutely amazing just this like the sequencing the direction the story is just beautiful um there is a rumor out there that they are going to make a prequel series to firefly hmm yeah interesting that focuses on the war okay Uh, yeah i don't know if it'll be mal and and everybody but i'd watch it i'd watch it absolutely yeah. but i mean just looking at your screen so uh summer glow there in the in the foreground uh as river tam she was terrific uh jewel jewel state as kaylee is is mm-hmm. is like she's kind of this the sweet one and kind of the anchor to humanity in a way they're like reminding everybody that you know they need to be good to each other and um i don't i've never known how to say her name properly the morena but Karen Baccarin, I don't know. How yeah, to say it yeah, sure. yep. She's been in a, a couple like nerdtacular movies. She was, right. you know, uh, the in Deadpool. Love, yeah, love interest in Deadpool. Yeah, mm. yeah. She's in a lot of stuff. She was in V. That that remake of V. Oh yeah. She wow. was the like the head liz- lizard person thing yeah. in that remake of V that lasted like a minute and a half. Yeah. But yeah, that was so good. I mean, the, you know, the, I'm not prepared to tackle this issue on this podcast, but you know, then there's the thing that comes up about, well, what do we do with, what do, what do we do with, with art that's really well done, that's done by people that we come to find out maybe aren't great people. Yeah. We're not going there today. Yeah. Right. Like, but it's a thing. Like, I, I think it's important to just name that it's a thing that exists and everybody can have their opinion about that. But, um, I think, I hope mm-hmm. we're still allowed to, uh, we're still allowed to like this and enjoy this movie and the show that was made because it was really, really good. 100%. Yeah, yeah. it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. And the storyline and the comic books that have followed, I mean, it's just, it's a really cool universe. And this movie has, like I said, it's held up well yeah. over time. Like, I never go back to it and think, this is cheesy. This is bad. Like, I can't believe I liked this. <laughs> it's, you know, so yeah. anyway. All hey. right. 
All right, I am going to be controversial here. Hmm. So if you're watching, you can see that I have a still from uh, Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Mm -hmm. I'm here to tell you that that trashed movie is better than you've been told. I think it's I think it's I don't I don't know if it's exactly it's a good movie but it's better than its reputation i think uh and and here's what i'm gonna say about that i think well first of all let's just say that uh gal gadot's wonder woman is so terrific in this yes yeah agree and, agree and she, she might be the best thing in the movie and we've talked about some of this before i know like this movie comes <laughs> up a lot um and there's a lot that don't work that doesn't work and we've talked about that over the several episodes that the like just starting out superman and the you know 20 year veteran wizened gritty batman right yeah. really isn't a isn't a good match the frank miller batman yeah right yes correct the frank miller batman with the i don't know who superman just doesn't with year one superman doesn't make a lot of sense but i feel like if we're if we really look at the setup of the movie i feel like it earns the mistrust between the two of them okay like think about how this movie starts the opening scene is uh is bruce bruce wayne racing to get to his tower that's being destroyed by the fight that we get in uh between superman and zod in uh man of steel mm -hmm. right and from the ground level these two from Bruce's perspective, these two idiots are destroying buildings and killing tons and tons of people. Yes. Right. And, and, you know, he's, he's racing to get to his building, calling somebody and uh, who seems to be like a friend or a colleague, like he's seeing all this destruction around him. And, uh, and then there's the security guard who gets the beam falls on his legs and you get the little girl pointing to the tower about where her mom is. Right. And, and he, you know, Affleck as as Bruce Wayne gets that look. He looks up in the sky and he's just so. And I, you know, maybe it feels like overacting, but I feel like he kind of earns it. Like with all this death and destruction raining around him, I think he earns that look to the sky. That's like that that malice he feels towards Superman is justified. Now, okay. and then you know, you fast forward a little bit, and and I feel like. Uh, you know what Superman does regarding what he's heard to the like the bat branding people like there's a sense in which man if these two idiots would just talk to each other we'd all get worked out instead of just making assumptions but I I don't know I just feel like it 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 to me it does a better job of setting up the animosity between the two main characters between Batman and Superman than, than it tends to get credit for um I think the um, the lowest scene near the beginning in the at least in the ultimate edition where you get a little more of it, um, her setup, the whole thing she was trying to go for there in the desert feels pretty real, um, and the and the the terrorist leader who says something about it policy and principle don't don't matter that like who gets to decide who's a terrorist kind of thing. Um, you know, in the uh, 
there's obviously some group trying to set up Superman as an unchecked power. Now, you know, he is, he is an unchecked power. They're not wrong that Superman, if he goes bad, like the, the, the premise of the idea that if Superman goes bad and decides he wants to destroy the world, well, he pretty quickly becomes Omni-Man. Sure. Yeah. I mean, in any hero that, you know, has had a run of success and goes south, like we've seen it in the comics, like becomes pretty hard to deal with. Yeah. Right. Um, all right. May I say something? No. <laughs> uh, too bad, buddy. Here goes. <laughs> this is so, a podcast. You're not allowed to talk. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so I'll say you're not wrong. Like they do set it up. However, let the plot holes commence. Because here's the thing. If you have Frank Miller Batman, who has spent a lifetime fighting people like the Joker and the Penguin and the Riddler and keep on going down the list, Bane, right? We have to assume that at this stage of his career, he has done all those things. Yes. He has has to have within his own wake of heroism, the destruction on par with what these guys are doing. Part of him has to understand that it's not entirely Superman's fault, that he understands, like, there there has to be that, I get it. It's not, like, he's not the bad guy. Somebody needs to help him learn to do a better job, right? But he doesn't. Sure. He just goes down the... I've got to destroy you. Yeah, it, I got to destroy you. It's all your There's fault. a 1% chance. Right. And and Superman, right? And Clark's, Clark's animosity towards Batman is more understandable. He's young. He's new to the superhero world. He's... He doesn't understand clearly the difference between what's gone on in Gotham for years and years and years and and Metropolis because they are very different. Also, Metropolis and Gotham being across the bay from each other. Yeah, that was terrible. That didn't make any sense. That wasn't okay. Um, The Jesse Eisenberg Lex Luthor was not good. Gal Gadot, I'll agree with you 100%. Like, amazing. She's funny. She's uh, powerful, powerful, sneaky, right? Yeah, regal. Like she comes in like a boss, and you're like, "All right, I think okay, yeah, Yeah. she's she's cool." Yeah, um, and and I've said this before in the past, and and that is that the big failing that this movie and, and you know, coincidentally, like I feel Justice League has is they've pulled characters from very different eras and brought them together in a in a way that just feels like i like this version and so we're going to bring that version in and i'm going to like this version and i'm going to bring that version in right so we got frank miller's batman and we got essentially the beginning of the injustice superman yeah a little bit right right right. like honestly that's that's where i think that came from is he's the injustice and then we got truly like wonder woman yeah like right from the moment that she would have joined the justice league i felt like gal gadot's character within this was exactly where she should have been 
based on the timeline that we were being given. Whereas Bruce Wayne and Batman were pulled from way too far down his developmental line. And the Superman that we got was clearly, right, this, the Superman that we're looking at in terms of the injustice timeline, which is fine. And that's okay. If that's where they were going to go with it. Yeah. But then they kind of don't follow through with all that. Yeah. But man, they'll cut those couple of scenes where Affleck gets to really go off as Batman. Yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. I think are amazing. Oh, yeah. I agree like with you. The, especially the scene toward the end where he's like, he hops off the bat plane and into the little warehouse and just takes everybody out. Yes. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like, and I don't have a problem with Ben Affleck's Batman. I really don't. Yeah. From a Frank Miller standpoint and storyline. Yeah, I think he's terrific, actually. I think he's phenomenal. If you if you told me that Frank Miller was going to get together with Zack Snyder and they were going to make a Dark Knight um, series of movies with Ben Affleck as the lead, I am all in. Like, let me see yeah. that. Like, let me see Ben Affleck is, you know, exactly what he was supposed to be. But you threw him in in a weird spot, man. It's it just a weird spot. And so for me, like the movie had its highlights. I'll agree with you. It has its highlights. But for me, I was so excited too. And this is part, of, I think, of geek culture in general. Like we as enthusiasts get really, really hyped for things. Yeah. And then when they don't meet our expectations, we are hands down like the worst critics on the planet. For sure. Yeah, no, that's totally true. You didn't and, do what I wanted you to do. And meh. right. And that, I guess maybe that's what I'm that's what I'm fighting against a little bit that like, I think maybe we don't have to be as hard on this movie as as we have been. I mean, it's it's nowhere near perfect, but I just feel like it's a, it's at least better than for the most part it's been given credit for. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, okay. I could see that. I could see that. <laughs> I tempering expectations, maybe, but um, yeah. I mean, everything and, you said is correct about its flaws, but yeah. I still think, man, and Affleck has got, he's got the physicality for Batman. Yes, he does. Like, he's, that's what Batman's supposed to look like, especially, tw- you know, Batman 20 years in. Right. That's yeah. what he should look like, I think. Oh, and yeah. I've been, so I've been watching, um, trying to make my way through uh, Titans. The, oh yeah yeah I like the, the tv show from uh mm-hmm. on hbo max and they've got ian glenn playing bruce wayne who's weird to me he's a fine actor but he's to me way too old and way too slight physically like yes, it just doesn't make sense you. and so i don't know that's just what comes to mind is that contrast with yeah. aflac like just aflac. Up. yeah <laughs> just bulked out and really and really looking good yes. and i mean all, look you look at those pictures those three actors for batman wonder woman and superman pretty dang good like they've oh, done yeah. they well with stellar. the looks on all three of them i yeah. think they look stellar and you know what i think henry cavill like had the potential to be a phenomenal superman sure yeah i really really did you know if we're talking about movies that i think are probably uh you know, better than people give them credit for. I'm going to go with the, I'm going to go with Man of Steel, like right on the heels of what you're talking about. Like okay. remove Batman, remove Wonder Woman. Yeah. And I think Man of Steel was better than a lot of people lead you to believe. I think if you go back and you look at it objectively, like let's take out 
everything that came after it and just look at man of steel as a standalone henry cavill has to your point the physicality i mean look at him yeah. in your background oh yeah right he's stellar looking yeah. like he's also a big strong guy yes he's like six one so you know when you put him next to affleck who's taller than he is it kind of throws it off a little bit because superman was always like the biggest right a little taller than but, batman yeah right a little taller than batman but when you put him in that movie and he's you know going up against zod and everybody else man he's he does such a good job like there's moments where he's so like exactly clark kent and mm -hmm. uh and i get to bring him up because he was in the movie like when kevin costner <laughs> Well played, my friend. Thank you. Uh, when Kevin Costner, right, who, who plays yeah. his dad, Jonathan right. Kent, yes, right, tells him no when the tornado's coming, right? There's heartbreak. Like he loses his like he, that that young man who had just moments ago been fighting with his dad about being who he is and yeah. you know not being afraid to show the world, and then his dad like sacrifices himself so the world doesn't find out who he is and what he can do like he's heartbroken right he's heartbroken you know and he truly wants to be a symbol of hope like that's his that's his whole thing is um yeah i'm not sure he ever quite gets there no he does symbol of hope thing but i think that that's a that's a longer journey for yeah. superman i don't right. think superman was immediately accepted in the comics as like the symbol of you know well, and certainly in, t in, in our world, it would make sense that, uh, that an alien would need to find, he wouldn't just be automatically immediately accepted. So right. I think having it, ha it makes sense and would be a really interesting story to have him go from, you know, outcast, finding my way in the world, uh, who am I really kind of sort of that hero's journey part that, uh, that we talk about a lot that to eventually being beacon of hope. Yeah. We just never quite got that story. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so anyway, that was just kind of my add on to your, your Batman Superman thing. Um, I do have a movie that is going to also cause some controversy because right. I think it's better than people were, have been led to believe. Let's uh, go. What do you got? Green Lantern. Oh my gosh. All right. Yeah. This I got to hear. So let's go. <laughs> and I'm not talking about I'm not talking about the one that was released in the theaters. There was an extended version that was done that expanded out some of the stuff within the story that helped it. And, and let's let's throw this out there. I think this is an important thing to state is there are a lot of movies that and Justice League falls into this category that the what was released in the theater had been edited down so much and they cut some very important stuff out to be able to make it popcorny. Right. Um, that it essentially turns it into a very different movie and kind of makes it garbage. Um, Green Lantern was very disappointing when I saw it in the movie theater. And I remember Green Lantern came out the same time Thor did, right? Um, like right around the same time as each other. So I got to okay. go see Green Lantern. And I was super pumped, super excited. Yeah. I think Thor came out first. So I saw Thor and I was like, man, Thor is actually really good. And I didn't have a lot of expectations for Thor. I know he's your favorite, so you probably did. Okay. Um, and then I saw Green Lantern. And I was like, oh man, like 
they used parallax right out of the gate and they they missed some opportunities I, you know i had the whole like i wouldn't have done it that way and then um but in in the biggest issue i i had was like how everybody was like how jordan wasn't like that yes he 100 is mm. if you have read and followed like comics involving how jordan is green lantern how jordan is a cocky arrogant like fly by the seat of his pants like member of the justice league who has a little bit of a hot head and has a history of getting into like kind of not so great situations yeah um when you think about that persona ryan reynolds fits that perfectly he really does no right um and the special effects were good like the way he did like the stuff that came out of the ring and what he brought to like when he saved the helicopter that was crashing because he made the little racetrack and it like funneled it down to a safe spot and all that like the extended version does a nice job of like expanding upon some of the story aspects that got cut in the final theatrical version that really didn't do it any favors and and definitely made it worse but i think that outside of bringing parallax in way too early in the storyline way way too early like parallax is is a whole different monster I, you know we got to see sinestro as a green lantern i think they also kind of fell into the trying to do too much in a short span of time which is why the extended version works better because you had more more time um i can go back and watch it and i'm like it's fun it's entertaining the extended version like i don't watch the theatrical version i literally watch the extended version but i know I that everybody trashes that movie and yeah and hates it i actually think it's it's better than people give it credit for i mean it's not morbius <laughs> right yeah uh I have to say I have not seen the extended version. I'm not even sure I knew there was one. So I'll, I'll have to seek that out. Um, I think what you say about, you know, the different cuts and all that has, could be said about Morbius. You know, I, I don't know that I'm interested in a director's cut of Morbius, but, no. but there's got to be somewhere, there's got to exist uh, at least a whiteboard, something that's got a plot line that makes sense where Morbius, but... I think the Morbius thing is probably like a room full of like where like the walls are all painted in whiteboards like material. <laughs> yeah. And it looks like, I don't know, Albert Einstein's like notebook of like, well, if we do this and then this connects over here and then this goes over here and that goes over there. And, you know, I was listening to the genre geeks guys talk about Morbius uh, in their podcast and they, they were like, this is what we got after two years of delays. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> right like, yeah this is the best you could do after two years they pushed that back for two years and went eh. <laughs> just, just threw up all over themselves yeah. yeah um we're not here to trash morbius more I mean, we or are we <laughs> <laughs> right no so green lantern i i don't know man i i've only i don't think i've watched it more than the one time i i maybe maybe uh, and i looked it up you're right both came out in 2011 um i did not dive down further to see which one actually came out first but um yeah so good call on that one uh I, it, it just 
it's kind of not that memorable of a movie for me. I remember thinking it's meh, whatever, it's okay. Um, I liked the <laughs> surprisingly, wow, there was good chemistry between Ryan Reynolds and 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 Blake Lively. Who knew? Who knew that was gonna be a thing? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I think uh I enjoyed, I remember enjoying the parts like when you got to we got a little insight into the Green Lantern Corps. Mm-hmm. Um you know, the kind of the stuff in space was pretty interesting. As you said, it's probably a little trying to do a little too much, but you know, we got to see some of the some of the classic Green Lantern, non-Hal Jordan Green Lanterns. Um, I would love to see him try again, maybe do a John Stewart version of Green Lantern. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, that would be nice. I'd like to see this Green Lantern core thing that they've been supposedly developing um with it's supposed to have John Stewart. So I'd like to okay. see that. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. And, and I'd like to see Hal Jordan come back. Like, you know, and it doesn't have to be Ryan Reynolds. It right. can be somebody yeah. else. Yeah. It probably needs to be somebody else. And it may point. be a little older version. Uh, I'd throw Nathan Fillion in there. He'd do well. He's he voiced Green Lantern. That's um, right. Yeah. He did with some of the, some of the animated stuff. Yeah. He, he I agree. Yeah. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. Um, man, I, I guess I don't even remember enough about the Green Lantern movie to, to argue your points or to, you know, to poke holes other than the whole parallax thing never made any sense to me. Like I, I remember watching it. And even as a, a relatively well-informed geek guy, uh, I did not understand what parallax was supposed to do or supposed to be, or trying to do like, none of that made any sense to me. whatsoever. Right. Well, um, and I feel like a lot of the, the why behind that hit the cutting room floor. Right. And, and so we were just supposed to sit back and, like eat popcorn and enjoy <laughs> what we yeah. were given. And again, like I said, the original like movie theater version, I wasn't happy with the extended version. Like when that came out, it was like, all right, I'll watch it. And I watched it and I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. This is, this is much better. Like this I'm happy with, um, you know, the nerd in me still wanted to see a, a movie where Sinestro goes sideways and we get the yellow, lantern right yeah lantern which is you know and in the yellow lantern suit not the weird like 1970s sinestro with the black suit and what looks like the the, the collar like yeah the which i've never um, understood like whoever designed that the cold meister looking collar yeah right like are you are you like yeah. yellow lantern guy or are you like captain cold sidekick like right yeah Jack exactly Frost or something i don't yeah. know what are you uh but we're not here to debate that no um, so anyway that's that's one of my entries into this we've we've spent right. enough time on green lantern and yeah, i'm sure there are people who a, have just shut us down and been that's like, a bull nope. take cotton <laughs> uh what do you got next dave all right well next i'm gonna tell you why x-men 3 was really really good no actually I'm, I'm not going to do that. Oh, thank God. I almost shut my microphone off <laughs> yeah, and walked right. away from the computer. No. I can't. I'll no, die I... on a lot of hills. <laughs> like that Green Lantern Hill, I'm willing to die on that. But I'm not going to the top of the X-Men 3 hill with you. No. The I'm only not. good thing, before you move on, and sorry, yeah. the only good thing about X-Men 3 was we finally got to see uh, Iceman like in his full like ice form. Yes. That was cool. That yes. was cool. The rest of it. Anyway. Yeah, terrible. What do you, what do you have? <laughs> kidding. Not no. dying on that hill. <laughs> nor am I, nor no. should anyone else. 
Hey, but if you are somehow somebody is listening to this who actually really likes X-Men 3, X3, I don't even know what it was officially called. Yeah, X-Men like, 3. I would love to have, we would love to hear from you. Like, if, if, you, if you're an X3 apologist, I want to know how and why. Like, I need to. I need to hear do that. Do we really want to hear from them? I think so. Yeah. Why would yeah, you? Yeah, you know what? Like, I do. I do. We I talk all the time about like... liking to hear, uh, you know, differing viewpoints. So I would yeah. love to hear if there if there exists an X3 apologist out there. I definitely want to know about yeah, it. Let it. Yeah. I want to know why. Yeah. I want to learn. I want to learn from you. Why? And and <laughs> if you need uh, recommendations to psychiatric care, <laughs> we can give you some. Um, okay. Here's what I'm really going to suggest. I think let's gonna go to Marvel movies for a few minutes. Okay. Um, I was just thinking we need to go to Marvel. Yeah, and it seems to me that uh, the popular opinion is that uh, the second Thor movie, The Dark World, is hmm. largely panned, uh, and and I think people need to give that movie a second chance. I agree with you one hundred percent on that. I think it's it's really pretty good. It's not. I mean, when we get to um, Thor Ragnarok, that's like, that's next level. It's Thor. Yeah, the Dark World is not as good as Ragnarok. No, no, it's not. But it's not bad. Thor. It's the not Dark Iron World. Man the too Dark bad. World. No, it's not Iron Man too bad. It's not. Uh, Iron Man two is not all that good. But, I, but I enjoyed it at the time. But Thor, I think Thor Dark World is is way better than people give give it credit for. And yes, you kind of got to get past the, um, to use the old roger ebert turned the MacGuffin of the like space time thing that's happening with the the dark sludgy stuff like yes that part's a little a little weird but i feel like we're starting to get hints in that movie that they're gonna let um hemsworth put some more personality yeah into thor i think um Darcy, what's a cat Dennings who plays Darcy is hilarious. Oh, like, yeah. I think she's terrific in those movies. Like as and she doesn't give she's not given a lot to do, but you know, she makes her, the most out of what she has. She absolutely 100%. does. She absolutely <laughs> does. And uh and I, you know, it's one of those that kind of got ruined in the in the in the previews, but when uh when Thor goes to whatever the oh, I think they go to um Vanier. And they're they're fighting the horde and and uh, or that group and you know and, and it's Thor's making jokes and there's the whole thing about like oh the big tough rock monster comes and Thor hits him once and he all falls apart and right like it's funny it's good I think um, and I think the dark elves look terrific I think they did a really good job with that yeah. look on the dark elves now maybe the storyline didn't make a super ton of sense. And why is this guy and what, you know, what's the, oh, we're just out for revenge or whatever. But, but I feel like they got the male, male kitten. I don't if I'm saying it right. Melkith. Yeah. Malekith. Malekith. Yeah. Um, they got his look right. And, and he is like in the comics, he's, he's kind of an evil genius. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we got a sense of that. So yeah. I, I don't know. I just don't. I'm not going to argue that it's, you know, in the top echelon of, of Marvel movies, but I, I don't think it deserves the, the trash reputation that it has. 
I, you know, and I got to agree with you. I've seen that like from so many people that, you know, Thor Dark World 2 is bad. It's terrible. It's this, it's that. It's like, I don't agree. I enjoy it. Uh, I enjoy seeing the relationship that starts to, we start to see a different kind of relationship evolving between Thor and Loki as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That part's really, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Or right? I did. Which, I didn't say it. Which That's definitely so good. lays out the, the groundwork for what comes in Ragnarok and then in Endgame, right? For sure. <laughs> Infinity War, I mean. Um, so I, yeah, I, I I think that that movie got and is panned for almost like I'm just jumping on a bandwagon because everybody else says it and I don't want to be the individual that everybody's like, you're dumb <laughs> for liking that. And it's like, you know what? First of all, let's get past that. Like, let's, we've talked about this before, respect each other's opinions on yeah. things, even when they're different than yours, especially when they're different from yours. Um, if you didn't like Thor, like that's cool, man. Like it's, that's all right. And I know yeah, we just, right. you know, we just got done making fun of people for liking Morbius, but the reality is like, we appreciate that. Like somebody has to like it, right. Somebody has got to give it some love yeah. and that's cool. Even if we don't understand it, but I, I do think that Thor dark world was much better than people give it credit for. Um, is it the best Thor movie? No way. Definitely not. Definitely not. Is it the worst, like, out of the, the if we look at the trinity of Cap, Iron Man, and Thor, is it the worst movie out of that group? I don't think so. I don't so. think so. No, I think I Iron think so. Man 2 probably fits that bill. Honestly. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, you know, and even, I, I you know, Iron Man 2 is probably the one out of all that group that doesn't hold up the best over time. It's, you know, um, but yeah, I think Dark World, Dark World is, is better than people lead, lead you to believe. For sure. And I'm glad you brought up the, the relation, <clears throat> excuse me, the relationship with Loki. I meant to say that too. Like I, as you said, it sets up what's coming, but also that's, that's always been part of the story is that Thor's trying to, wants to trust Loki and Loki wants to, for sometimes be trustworthy. And then he kind of can't help himself in some ways, but, but betray. And I, I think they do a pretty good job of exploring that aspect, especially of Loki's character and how, and how the two of them react. And, you know, I, I'm an only child, but I, I have two children. So, you know, I, I see some <laughs> insights into the sibling relationship thing and, it feels pretty real, I think, in that sense that, you know, you got two brothers that are and that antagonize each other, but also want to be accepted by each other and, and want to love each other and want to want to get along. And they just kind of can't always. Yeah. And I, and I think this, you know, Dark World, you get all of that. Yeah, it was a good movie. It's a good movie. It's a good one, Dave. All right. What's next on your list, John? Um, so I've climbed to the top of this particular hill uh, before in a previous podcast, and I'm going to go up on top of it again, especially with Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, getting ready to hit Disney Plus, which I am super excited for. Give me more Uma McGregor as Obi-Wan. And as I've said before, I think Obi-Wan's the most underrated Jedi in like all of Star Wars lore. Um, he's beat almost everybody at some point in time. But I think Revenge of the Sith 
is better than what people are led to believe. I think that okay. I think that it it suffers from uh so episode one, right? Phantom Menace is messy. Um you know it's not it's not great. It's definitely the least favorite out of I think everybody's Star Wars movies. Uh there may be like occasionally those but I think that Revenge of the Sith suffers from like what came before it in a lot of people's eyes. When you pull that out and you look at it as a story of kind of the moment that we see Anakin turn and it leads us into a new hope, right? Um, it, it sets up a new hope. It's really really good movie like take everything out that came before it but we get to see order 66 we learn how all the jedi are gone anakin kills everybody everybody yeah like the younglings like we see like how willing he is to do bad uh you know to to be able to do what he thinks is right so you're probably right. I, I, on some level, though, what I hear you saying is take out all the bad parts of the movie and you're left with a good movie. No, no, I'm not saying take out all the bad parts of the movie. I'm saying take out like what led up to it, which tainted the idea of what this movie is. And no, I know you are. Yeah, who I, we're looking at. Right? right. And you have a really good movie that has a strong plot that moves along well, um, compelling characters that you know, we get to see kind of in that that the peak or height of the Republic and its fall. Yeah, and all that is 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 interesting and good. I where I lose it or where it loses me is that well, the the central motivation for Anakin going to the dark side is that he's not allowed to be with Padme and that relationship isn't strong enough to but like, there's just no, like none is. of that makes any sense. He doesn't get to be with and and he feels disrespected and he's got to hide and all that stuff. And, but that's not the central motivation. Go back and watch it. The central motivation is that he's having these disturbing dreams of Padme dying. And the M Palpatine convinces him that these are visions of what could happen Yoda tells him right that these kinds of dreams like sometimes can be indicators of what's to come and he loves Padme so much that he's willing to do anything anything to save her life even if that means turning away from the light and going to the dark to be able to learn how to bring people back from the dead or to to keep them from dying, which is what Palpatine promises him the dark side can do. That is a very like real thing. There are 100% there are people out there that if you told them your wife is going to die in childbirth, but if you do all these things that I tell you to do, you can stop it. You can prevent it. I would agree with everything you just said. Here's my problem. Right. Your description of that is like 
85 times better than the actual the actual version of what we got, or, or at least more clear, <laughs> is, is 85 times clearer than, than the way it was presented in the movie, as I remember it, at least. So right. maybe I need to give it another, another shot. Like what you I just said you... makes all the sense in the world and I would buy it. But at the two, but I, it was, none of that came through to me in watching the movie. Now, oh, again, maybe I need to see it again. I'll, I'll admit that's a possibility. And I still have the issue that at the core, oh, he's that devoted to Padme. Like it just, I mean, it's, we talk about it all the time and, and other people have too, that like, there's just almost zero chemistry between between uh, him and Padme on screen. And, and so it just makes it hard to buy that premise for me. I think though, you know, and, and yes, I agree. There's, there's a certain lack of chemistry that we've come across like multiple times. And I think that that comes from uh, uh, Padme's side of the house. She seemed very like the end of the day, Anakin is super passionate about her and she's like, I love you, Annie. I mean, you're all right. Yeah, um, yeah right. And like a week ago, you were eight. And <laughs> yeah, right. That's the weird part. That yeah, that part's not good. Either. Episode two, we just don't discuss. No, that's no, we're not going to talk about it. Um, but, you know, it, there's there's. Within the framework of the movie, I think that probably one of my favorite things is nothing to do with like Anakin and Padme, right? It's the heartbreak that happened within obi-wan and mm. anakin's relationship sure yeah right that that relationship i think is probably one of the best in star wars lore in terms of like the emotional gravity and uh eventual like betrayal and pain and and everything else i mean there's memes all the time about the high road but mm -hmm. right but tell me like that moment that moment where he's like don't do it anakin i have the, the high, high road ground. the high and ground he, yeah. high ground yeah and he just does it anyway and yeah. we get stubby anakin right <laughs> yeah. uh if he'd have fallen in the lava we'd call him Stu. but anyway um <laughs> as it is since he's just lying there we call him matt yeah ah so good dad jokes all over the place yes but like that moment like the rage that comes out of anakin the heartbreak that exists in obi-wan you know it's just it's really to me it's it's a good movie and in all fairness it is also the only one out of the episode one two and three that i own okay I do not own one or two like it's the only one out of those three that i own and and I think it's a good movie. I'll die All right. right well, maybe I need to watch it again. I will say the the Order sixty six is is gut wrenching. Um, right. and wasn't it in that movie that we get to see Yoda finally go off? Yeah. Well, I think in episode two we get two? to see it when uh, he has to rescue Obi Wan and Anakin from Dooku. Okay. Right, but yeah. we get to It'll see like. Together. We get doesn't to see he fight? Him. Doesn't he fight against uh, Palpatine a little bit? He does, yeah. yeah. And we get to see Palpatine, like you know, go yeah, true. And, and we get to see how Palpatine gets all scarred and and messed up looking. Um, there's a lot of things that we get out of that that movie that are payoffs that I think a lot of people like enjoyed. Um, but anyway, yeah. <clears throat> all right. Well, do you have any on your list that are that go the other way that are like, oh, everybody really likes this, and I don't get it. Oh man. Uh, 
I'm sure there are. I can't, I'm drawing a blank right yeah, now. I don't have, I, yeah. Again, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really enjoy yucking somebody else's yum. So maybe that's no, not a way to go. Yeah. And I think that, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of movies. I will say this. Uh, and I'm not saying that it's a bad movie by any stretch. I, I own it. Um, but my amazing wife, Rachel, loves Aquaman. Hmm. Like, okay. loves it. Granted, yeah. I think it's Jason Momoa. Well, that's understandable, right? Um, he is a he is a beautiful human being. He really is. Like, he's a good looking dude, um, and apparently he's in Fast and Furious number ten, uh, which I didn't know they were going to make a ten after they went to space. I didn't think they had anywhere else to go. <laughs> but, Back in okay. time, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> things show up in the uh, in the Jurassic World thing. Yeah, I yeah, I will say this. Uh, I am not a fan. You just said back in time. It made me think. I'm not a fan of Back to the Future Part 2. Fair. Where he goes to like the 1980s or goes to where 2000s or whatever it is that he goes to. And I just thought it, I didn't think it was good. I might lose my geek card on this one. Yeah. I don't remember it at all. I think there's a chance I didn't see it. I have zero I, memory. I have zero memory of Back to the Future 2. I will literally go Back to the Future 1, Back to the Future 3, and skip 2 entirely. I know there are people that think one. 2 is like the greatest. I, I don't. I don't think 2 is I thought 2 was cheesy. I, I thought it was just... I don't know, man. I did not like that installment of Back to the Future. Fair enough. Um, and, and people really like it, but I can't, I can't like, if there's a back to the future marathon on TV, I'll watch one. I'll go somewhere else while two is on <laughs> and then come back for three. Cause I thought three was really fun. Like going back in time to Western times. And, you know, I thought that was really well done, but yeah, it's no. All right. I got one more and I'm going to reach into the Wayback machine on this one. All right. Let's hear it. All right. And this isn't this is nowhere near the uh, the bold claim that uh, that that you've had here, but I still think the original Highlander movie holds up and is really damn entertaining. I would say that the original Highlander was good. I know I'd be curious to see anybody who says that it's not. And I think that I agree. I think it holds up. I mean, it's clearly it's a it's a B movie kind of thing. Like it's. It's a little the, schlocky, but the it's these were B movies, right? Yeah, yeah, it's true. Is it? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, but it, man, that's just so good. And I, some of that's nostalgia, I know for me, I'm sure. But man, do I still love that movie? And how often do you make? Can you make use of the? Uh, there can be only one, like thing all I the just, time. I love it. Quote. It's so, so great. And you get uh, Clancy Tom Brown Tom. as the Kurgan and. You know, and of course, it makes no sense that that uh, Sean Connery was playing a Spaniard. <laughs> like, I, that's that, that was makes, so weird. <laughs> makes zero sense whatsoever. So weird. It just did not. It did not make sense. But yeah, I I, I agree. I think the original Highlander, now Highlander two, perhaps the worst movie of all time. No, no, no. Oh God. 
well, Mortal right. Kombat 2. Well, I never saw that. I don't even know what that is. Don't, but, don't even do it. Okay. But it has a 2% rating. Okay. <laughs> As far <laughs> that's and, and I'm a little fuzzy on the whole good or bad thing. That'll be bad. <laughs> terrible okay so okay okay but highlander 2 as far as like a movie that i was so dang excited to see and then you go to see it and it's just this absolute inane mishmash of complete and utter trash and nonsense i've never been more disappointed in a movie than i was in highlander 2 yeah i um so watch Mortal Kombat too. <laughs> It'll be you'll go. Oh no, there it is. Uh, that was the experience for me. I loved the first Mortal Kombat, the original Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Bam, 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 bam. Um, played the video game a ton. I probably saw that original movie, and it it was had some. You know what? Uh, Sonya Blade in every single Mortal Kombat movie, they find a woman who has no fighting skill. Just just put ronda rousey in as sonya blade in mortal Kombat, mm. so we have like a real fighter in there because man all the other stuff they've done is like you can't teach somebody to do those moves in that short amount of time yeah. um but the first mortal Kombat, i loved it it was so much fun i was so pumped for the second one the second one came out i walked out of that movie theater and i remember thinking what the did i just see <laughs> right right so Anil, uh, the newest one came out right during the pandemic and it was on HBO, HBO yeah. Max. Yeah. And my wife and I sat down and we watched it. And I'm going to say this, like people liked that movie. I did not, I didn't think it was great. Um, I thought it had a lot of the same flaws that other movies, there were moments in it that it was really cool, but like other people seemed to really like Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I, did, I, did I didn't watch it. I, yeah, I didn't get it. Um, I still think the very first original one was the best one. So we watched that and she was like, okay, I like that. That was okay. Which isn't surprising. My wife has terrible taste in movies. Um, <laughs> I love you, babe, but you do. We talk about it. Uh, but the, I was like, well, let's watch. Did you ever see Mortal Kombat 2? And maybe Mortal Kombat 2 is Annihilation. And then the new Mortal Kombat, the reboot was something else. Anyway. Uh, it's just Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I think this it's just current Mortal. one. Yeah, the, you're right. It's just one. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat yeah. 2 was Annihilation. And we got exactly five, maybe <laughs> six minutes in. And I was like, I think I made my point. This is the worst movie of all time. Click on off it went. And we never went back to try and finish it. It was just <laughs> universally understood. Just that bad. Um, I do want to throw this out there because I'm dying to bring it up. I think that... Um, the Ghost Rider movies aren't as bad as universally panned. Now, I'm not saying they're good. Yeah, I want to make that. I want to make that super clear. I'm not saying they're good, but they had some really nice moments in them, like some really beautiful stuff where it's not Nick Cage being weird. It's <laughs> Ghost Rider like riding up the side of a building on his bike with flames coming off of it. Man, it's so cool to see that. I really want this rumor that they're going to try and reboot Ghost Rider with Norman Reedus um, in the lead to be true. Because I think that Ghost Rider as a character and as a property, one, has a long history. And two, is a really amazing and fascinating character. 
um, in every iteration that we've gotten, whether it's Johnny Blaze, whether it's Danny Ketch. Uh, Currently, newest, isn't it Robbie Reyes? Robbie Reyes, yeah, who's uh, like has the car and that one. Yeah, really that's cool. so cool. I would love to see that version. I guess they kind of did a little bit of that in the Shield. Yeah, in in Agents of Shield, which we watched that, but I, I mean, those last like two seasons or something just don't really didn't really right. stick with me. So I'm going to say this as my parting thing. Um, I don't think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as a series is as good as everybody made it out to be. I didn't make it out of season one because I just kind of found it boring. It is. It has an interesting relationship how it seems like some of what happened in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has affected the comics, like one of those reverse... Mm -hmm relationships kind of thing um and all of a sudden there's a character quake who's mm-hmm. daisy johnson um i think she's pretty good i uh what's her name adrian palecki palecki something like that who played um bobby morse mockingbird mm-hmm. i think she was really good in that um and i do like i think the best part of that show was how they reacted to the big reveal in um captain america winter soldier and how like the the big the big reveal of um hydra being at the at the heart of shield Mm. and how that played out in the agents of shield movie i think that season was was probably my favorite yeah i'll have to go back and i guess and that probably was season two maybe three i don't remember the timing Um, I just I I I couldn't get into it. It was it seemed to me like it's just like a cop show. Yeah, yeah, that's you true. Know? And, yeah, and I I wanted more out of it. I think, and I think later on it it got more. Now again, it had some weird MacGuffin stuff about some pulsating like little pyramid things that transported people to other dimensions or something. So you know, none of that ever made any sense. But uh, but dude, uh. Ming-Na Wang as Melinda May as like, you know, we've seen her. It was kind of the, it was kind of the Marvel version of the, of what's her name? Finnick in, uh, in, in, is that her name? Finnick? What's, what's the, in Mandalorian and, and, uh, oh, and yeah. Boba Fett, like she plays the assassin there, like the assassin assistant to Boba Fett. She's terrific. She yeah. kind of played a version of that character as Melinda May in, gotcha. in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like she's, She's she's BA man. She's badass. She kicks ass. Yeah. Like she's great. But and and of course Phil uh Phil Coulson. Gosh, I'm blanking on his name. Who's the guy that plays Phil Coulson? Um I don't know, but uh when you when you find his name, I highly recommend when this is all done, go back and watch uh celebrity lip sync with him. <laughs> okay. It's probably the greatest next to the Tom Holland one. Okay. Sorry, it's taking me a second to find it. Like no, a second it, longer than what? What is his Clark? Clark? Uh, Clark Gregg? Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, that's probably about enough on all those things. <laughs> Although, oh, one last thought from me on Highlander, dude. The the soundtrack by Queen, <gasps> fantastic. I'm a big Queen fan, anyway. Like they were just amazing. But it just like, fit that movie somehow. Yeah. And like the yeah. scene in the like when his uh when Connor's 
uh, original love Heather is dying and you get that, that soundtrack of the, who wants to live forever? Like, Oh, it just, it's good. Teenage yeah. Dave loved that stuff. And I still think it holds up. I think it does too. Yeah. I and that, that comes to mind sometimes too. Like, Oh, you know, something not truly heartbreaking in the world, but like something kind of, you know, kind of jokey heartbreaking happens. I don't even know what that means, but still that like, that's the soundtrack for that. Who wants to live for, you know, when, when two people break up maybe and it's, and it should happen or something. I don't know. Just that, uh, that song who wants to live forever comes to yeah. mind and it's just, it's so good. All right. All right. Well, folks, what do you think? What, uh, <laughs> what do you think of our bold and potentially terrible takes on these things? What, uh, what did you miss? What do you like? What do you think is good that other people are trying to tell you is not, um, We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, as always, leave us a leave us a comment in the comment section on social. Send us an email, whatever works for you. That's great. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thanks for checking us out, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll see you or you'll hear us. We won't hear you. You'll hear us next week, but we want to hear from you. All right, everybody. Till next time, true believers. Bye. Bye. <laughs>